0: Hello, and welcome once again to another Green Elephant Show. Now, regular listeners may remember at the start of the year, we undertook a tech challenge where we looked to reuse, recycle, and repurpose some technology we had. We had a conversation with a very interesting company who was doing an amazing amount of work on tech for good and tech recycling in Africa, and today we're delighted to bring you Kamara Education. So I'm really uh, pleased today to welcome onto the show Danny Wallace and Anita McWilliams from Kamara. Danny Walls. Danny Walls. Oh, no, I had it. I've had it all my life. Yeah, it's good. That's why I That's why I need the glasses. But yeah, Danny Walls and Anita McWilliams from Kamara Education. Uh, morning, Danny. Morning, Mike. How are you doing? you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Morning, Anita.
1: Hi, how are you? Thank you for having us this morning.
0: You're very welcome. Um, now, Kamara Education is an international not-for-profit whose mission is to use technology to improve education in schools, particularly in in Africa. And um, we linked up with Kamara because, as listeners will know, we did a uh, tech recycling challenge in February, which um, was uh, trickier than we thought, to be honest. Um, so, Going to be speaking to Kamara today about uh, technology recycling and the good work that they're doing in that space. So, um, Danny, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about maybe your background and the background of Kamara and you know how they kind mm. of came about.
2: Yeah, so Kamara Education we've been established for over fifteen years now. Uh, started headquarters in Ireland, um, but I, I'm from the UK office. Uh, been going about five years in the UK now, um, and, and the main purpose is to to, to make awareness of IT disposal and, and doing that in an ethical way as such. Yep. So we reach out to organizations where they are uh, trying to dispose of their, their, their old IT equipment. Um, and hopefully by donating it to ourselves, we can ship that out to our African hubs uh, and put that into, well, build, build computer labs in, in African schools, train the teachers, and install those computers into the schools and sort of bridging the gap as such mm. uh, okay. and the divide. And, and how, how, did, how did you come to be uh, with Kamara? With um, um, I was approached a couple of years ago. I've been in sales and marketing sort of all my career life. Um, just a couple of years ago, I, I just stumbled across Kamara and they were looking for someone to sort of promote and, and make awareness. I'll call it more awareness and marketing yeah. rather than the sales because you can't really yeah, sell yeah. this. It's, more about education and Mm. and educating organisations of doing things in the right way and I think it's so relevant at the moment Um, it's yeah it's just so passionate about what they're doing um, and just making people aware and you see these adverts it's so current as I said at the moment and, and you see these adverts on the telly about companies like Amazon trying to Come sort of carbon zero yeah. right, neutral by a certain time <laughs> there's, frame. there's a discussion <laughs> <laughs> yeah I knew that was going to bring up that, that, that discussion but yeah I've seen the adverts um, everyone's got their own opinion on, on on it but I think hopefully everyone's going in that direction and trying to improve what they're doing as an organisation I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's great and that everyone's starting
0: Anita obviously you've got a, a slightly different role within Kamara how, how did you come to uh, be with the organisation
1: Um. so I actually came into contact with Kamara uh, when I was initially a volunteer in Zambia. Um, I, um, I I used to work in child protection in Northern Ireland. And then at the very start of my career, I, I went to Africa to do development work. Um, and in that I came across Kamara and yeah, in 2018, then I, I became a project lead in one of their projects that they were implementing in Zambia. And now I work with all of the African teams to support the implementation of projects. We work alongside the Ministry of Education in the countries where we operate. And it's our local staff who are working um, to roll out our projects and to reach as many schools as possible within the country. So I'm actually in quite a privileged position that I get to see all the hard work going into place of what is happening in the UK and Ireland when they're uh, collecting in the equipment from the company. Brilliant.
0: So, So your role is you kind of oversee and manage that kind of roll out of technology in, in African uh, locations.
1: Yeah, so I work alongside the team, both in all of our teams in Ethiopia, Kenya, Zambia, Lesotho, and uh, Tanzania. And then I'm kind of the, the middle link between the African teams and the teams at CEL based in the UK and Ireland, okay. um, and coordinating that. And
0: any them. reason for those that that selection of African countries?
1: We've worked in a number of countries over the years, um, and it's really, we try to focus where there is a need. And as I mentioned, just uh, we, we work with local teams on the ground, as well as the, the schools and the Ministry of Education in those places. So at the minute our focus is in those countries, we've actually been approached recently for a number of other countries, um, but we want to make sure that we can ensure that our, uh, the projects that we're rolling out are done at the best, quality so mm. why we've we've still maintained in those five countries for
0: now sure 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 and um, that's that sounds great sorry Danny you're gonna
2: no I was just gonna say I can't wait to get out there um <laughs> obviously with all, all the troubles we had last yeah. year I, I couldn't get out there so um I'm, I'm well jealous of Anita and yeah I can't wait until things get to yeah. sort of slight normality that it we can
0: sounds so interesting so I'd like to just uh kind of take uh the journey of a, of a, of a laptop if we can because i you said you reclaim old equipment is there a particular selection of equipment that you take danny or is it
2: any old it um well we've we've changed our model uh, over the last couple of years in respect to we used to have our own warehouses um but because of the, the, the sort of demand and the scale to scale up and because of gdpr as well and the sensitivity yep. of data we've, we we use ITAB partners now um and these ITAB partners they will uh, accept any IT equipment. Um, and, and the reason we take all equipment is because we monetize those items now so that we can make okay. that money go further for projects. Before, if you can imagine, if we was to receive 10 Apple Macs into the warehouse and ship those out to Africa, they're, 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 high, they're too high spec and they could be transferred into 100 lower spec machines for, right. the, for the kids in the school. Okay. So, and obviously networking equipment and the servers and stuff like that uh, it's not always needed um so we, we 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 get hold of any equipment to make it easier for the for the organizations as well to be able to use a one stop shop mm. um so we collect all the equipment we get rid of all the e-waste anything that's worth value uh, the ITAP partners will then monetize for us, and that's the cash donation from the okay. organisation. Um, and
0: is there a size of organisation? Is there a kind of a minimum, or I guess there's no maximum size, you'd take the biggest donation you can get? No, I no. Is we, there a minimum? Um,
2: we, we tend to work on a minimum of 30 items, and if it's less than 30, then we, we charge a, there's a collection fee involved. Um, okay. but hopefully there's, there's value in the kit. And, and to give you an idea on value on kit, we, we tend to, there's a sweet spot of about three to four-year-old uh, p- computers so if the, the computer is about three to four years old there is some worth and use out of it and some, some value in that equipment. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of small to medium companies they've bought a
0: new suite of computers laptops devices they've used them for four years and they then think uh, what we're we going to do with those and Kamara Education will kindly take them off their hands and correct. Um, and, and what, what happens to them then so you've taken them off you don't warehouse them you kind of get them through your ITAB partners, and then then what happens?
1: Then they um, come go to Africa.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and OK, <laughs> yeah. Anissa. so what, what happens in Africa? They obviously go on a plane and they land somewhere in Minnesota yeah, or ship, wherever.
1: We generally ship them um, right. to the closest hub.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, yeah.
1: And to the local, um, local port. And then some of the countries, they have to then go by road. Um, to reach the countries, but basically, once we get them into the countries, we um, then work with the the local schools to get uh, ICT labs developed in them. So ICT is uh, so vital across the world Mm. at the minute, but what we're seeing more and more is that the African countries are trying to incorporate that into their education, um but there is still a challenge with resources within the schools sure and the ability for schools to get a hold of that equipment so we, we work with many with many schools in in zambia a few years ago they were trying the kids were trying to do exams in ict which had been uh, put onto the curriculum with right. maybe one laptop between the whole class right um so oh. we're, we're working with the schools and with the ministries to improve that situation yeah. and today we have got um over 150,000 computers have went into africa from
0: yeah um, Yeah, that's amazing
1: yeah which has reached like it's benefited over 3.5 million kids and one of our main focuses which has changed over the years initially we were just getting refurbished equipment into the countries but more and more we've seen that that doesn't Give the the full benefit. We need the teachers trained in ICT, so that's yeah. a big aspect of what we do. It's fifty five
2: thousand, isn't it? And it's a fifty five thousand teachers trained today, isn't yeah. it? Wow.
0: So, um, um, so how do, I imagine that there's you know you've got a, a shipment a lorry of old IT equipment arrives at a school. Um, but I guess there's, a, there's, the, there's the training, as you've just mentioned, and we'll come on to that in, in a second. But, but there is there's an amount of other infrastructure that needs to be in place in order that you can actually make uh, best use of this. And I mean, not, not least is um, perhaps a connection to the Internet or, or something. And I'm guessing that isn't always easily or readily available. So how do you deal with that, that issue? Are there other issues that you know, are challenges to what you're doing?
1: Yeah so um a lot of our african countries and the schools that we work in are quite remote and quite yeah. rural and they don't have access to the internet a lot of them are working off solar and generators to even have <laughs> electricity in the schools yeah um so what we do um, in order to, to try and make sure that the students have as much educational content access as they can, we also load educational content onto the computers before they go out to the schools, which also okay. helps with like textbooks are a problem in many of the schools. Um, so the more educational content that we can get, some of the schools then are networked. Um, we have some of our own educational resources that we have developed. We have developed a platform for mm. students And for teachers to develop their capacity as well Um, so we have a range of different solutions and it's really dependent on the needs of the school it's not just one size fits all i guess
0: the, the the beauty of that of not having that connection to the internet where students can download and run whatever they want is that you can you know that the devices you provide have the capacity to run what you put on them and will function properly. And, and I love the idea that that these schools are, you know, green and renewable energy out of necessity, not because they think it's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, and it is something that like a lot of the schools, the infrastructure is developing. I really have seen that. I've been in Zambia since 2012. Yeah. I've really seen that the infrastructure is continuing to develop across the country. Um, One of the areas that we had done a project in for a number of schools in 2019 has just recently received electricity supply across that region, um, which will make it much easier for schools and even in terms of cost of running generators and things like that. But I suppose for for our point of view, what we try to make sure with all of the computers that we put into Africa is that there's a, a regular maintenance of the labs um so that yeah. our teams are going out and supporting the schools so that even once equipment reaches there it's not the end of the, the process for us so that we make sure that the yeah. maximum yeah. so, so what happen- the benefit
2: the benefit we've got is we've got the sorry my husband right. I was always gonna to add to that is that the benefit we've got is the local hubs it's such a benefit because that they know, know the local the local areas and the local knowledge. And obviously, mm. as Anita mentioned, they can support these ongoing schools. Uh, so any computers that need swapping out or maintenance work, they're there. They're local on the ground and they can help mm. with a phone yeah. call.
0: That's brilliant. So we've we've had our shiny new computer and it's spent four years in its initial organization. And it's gone to Africa and spent another, I don't know, six years, eight years. And then you get to the kind of the end of its usable life at some point. I guess 10 or 12 years into this device. What what happens to it then? Because one of the problems, one of the, uh, w- when we were doing our challenge in February, trying to get rid of old tech, is it's that e-waste problem is really difficult. And so I'm really interested in how you solve that and what you do with um, this equipment. I don't know if that's Daniel or Anita, <laughs> but yeah. What so, happens at the end?
1: Yeah, so Kamara as an organization are committed to ensuring a closed loop cycle. We don't want any equipment that's going to be going into Africa that's not going to be benefited to start off with. Mm. But then we recognise that when it reaches the end of life, we have a commitment to ensure that that doesn't end up in landfill or in local communities in different pieces. So we have um, we have it's part of our agreement with all of the schools that get come for us that they are returned to Kamara at the end of their life. And then we work with local uh, e-waste partners in each of the countries to make sure that when the equipment is no longer able to be used or able to be fixed, it's completely dead, um, that it goes for them. And we get certifications then for all of the equipment that we send back to them to make sure that the process continues, that it is um, properly disposed of at the end of life. Yeah, I know that's that's a big worry for yeah. many of the people Danny has been speaking to and the the big corporates to make sure that it's not going into Africa, and not ending up in in, in landfill.
0: Yeah. yeah, which uh, the, the the amount of e waste that goes into landfill is is frightening. We, I forget the numbers, but we did some facts on that a, a while ago, and it's some some really scary numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that you do training as well. Um and is that do you do the training of the, the staff and then the staff you know train the children or how, how does the training aspect work
1: so um yeah we we work with locally trained staff um and we bring them into the organization we do the internal uh, organizational training with our staff members who are qualified teachers and have qualifications in ict as well um but we've find that we can reach more students by actually training the teachers so um, the more teachers that we can get trained in a school the better uh, teacher attrition is quite high in across africa and teachers regularly get moved from school to school so we have also found that there can be a school that we've trained and then we go like check in with them a few years later about training again and a lot of those teachers have moved on so it's important for us yeah to make sure that uh, the trained teachers remain in the schools. Uh, one of our projects that we had done recently, twenty-six per- only 26% of the teachers had any pri- previous ITT, ICT experience or qualifications, but they were the ones trying to deliver the computer studies. Wow. Curriculum. So yeah, it's really I, that,
0: we- I, that, that was gonna be my next question was that, you know, it's fantastic what Kamara are doing. And it's, um, uh, you know, it's amazing that they're opening this opportunity. But in doing so, are they opening a, uh, is it is it like a two-tier opportunity where, because we have the financial resources in the developed world and we can have these things from new and they're more widespread, that we will have this uh, level of digital education. And then we have a this second tier, sub-tier, if you like, of countries that don't have that Education access to devices, and then, and therefore, we're going to be perpetuating this kind of two-tier technology and education uh, situation. Uh, do you? What's your view on that? Do you see that changing, improving? Is
1: I think there's a lot of work to be done. Um, but we're trying to make our mark on that to yeah. to make sure that, like, every child has the opportunity of learning ICT skills, which are vital in the workplace. Um, and I think that that is being recognized and we're even seeing it here with the COVID situation, the mm, importance of yeah. education in, in trying to get resources to, to kids to be able to continue learning. Um, but we also recognize that we're we're still only making a small mark. There's still so much to be done, like kids in Africa, there's really large class sizes. So even with our equipment and the teacher yeah. training and our efforts, it's still getting kids with the appropriate access, um, even when they're in school, so we're trying to work on additional programs with schools that the maximum use can be made of the labs, such as ICT clubs after school and learning to code. Um, Our Ethiopia project has been quite big over the last number of months um, in Africa code week and it was one of the Ethiopian kids that we had done the the workshops with that actually won the overall Africa Code Week when wow. she was 11. Brilliant. So there's big achievements coming through, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question, Danny, and then and okay. same question to Anita in a second. Um, We have a really wide variety of listeners to the show, and those listeners are in, in all walks of life. Um, So if i want to ask you what your what your biggest challenges are and what you what you most need help with because if there's somebody listening you know and they're thinking oh how can i help Kumara? what could i do you know what what's the what's the main thing that you would look for danny what would you really need help with <clears throat>
2: um it's just about awareness and education i think just i think there's so many people out there that still don't know about us and what we're doing um and hopefully this podcast helps helps as well and yeah. It's. It's also we're going to be putting more stuff on social media about just educating people about what is actually happening in Africa on the ground and and, I just, I, and I'm a bit naive myself. To it. a couple of years ago, I got involved with the company and previous to that, yeah, I, I just didn't cross my mind um, about technology in, in the third world and how it could really help help yeah. help children because, as you can imagine from. from from what you can learn from a, from a computer is a 100 times yeah. more easier and quicker than you can from a book. Um, and, and that divide is is, is yeah. massive between ourselves and them. And it's so it's such such a powerful thing um, to be able to have technology. IT access to everyone is what we're trying to achieve. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the way it should be. Um, yeah. It shouldn't so be, it should be the divide. Yeah, so awareness, awareness and, and, yeah. and education. So
0: listeners, if your organisation is not Recycling its IT, then you know we'll give you the links to Kamara sh- shortly. But um, you know, just start sustainability as well, yeah, and make sure that your organisation knows there is a home for this stuff. It's not a um yeah, uh,
2: you, and you just shouldn't... to spell the word yeah. Kamara as well. It's Kamara C A M A R A. Yeah, if anyway.
0: And, and anita your your kind of challenges and, and what you might need help. With.
1: Um. So yeah, obviously getting the equipment um into us is a big step and it's something that's vital um during the lockdown we've seen that it's been a bit more difficult particularly for laptops um which there is an increased need for teachers trying to develop content and to deliver tv programs and radio etc when they haven't been able to be in office due to COVID in africa but i suppose the other bit for for us is if there's companies out there who have a csr um aspect to what they do Um, working alongside us to to give us funds really to implement some of the projects it's not just once we get the equipment in in the uk and ireland and america it still needs to reach africa we still Mm. need funds we like we're very lucky we've had some amazing donors over the years um including some really big it companies um who've continued funding like massive projects for us um there's still always a need and I think that's a a big part that's coming through Uh, without additional supports um we can't do what we're trying to do on the ground uh, because the resources simply aren't there in the schools if they were like trying to pay for it themselves
0: sure sure. so yeah any any organizations can provide any assistance I guess you know if you're on the ground yourselves in Africa already and you can help out in some way with logistics or anything else then or as always, if you have some spare money, that never goes amiss. So um, feel free to reach out with that. Um, and and let, let's say one of our uh, uh, listeners does have some spare money, and they'd like to get in touch with Kamara. What's what's the best way that they can they can do that? Is it, so
1: we can provide details to you, Mike, um, that you can maybe put alongside. Yeah. we have a website as well. Um, yeah, so kamara dot
2: yep we'll put those c-a-m-a-r-a dot org um you can also find us on social media twitter linkedin facebook um all, all the regular social media channels great so
0: we'll, we'll put all those on our on our show page and listeners go and go and check them out uh, go and check out the website and and look at some of the amazing work in the case studies yeah. around what kamara doing um but I guess you know there's there's so many other issues, but hopefully that gives you a flavour of what Kamara are doing, the amazing work they're doing. Anita, just remind us of those numbers again of those the numbers of people you've touched. Those were sort of some numbers that had me thinking, mm-hmm. wow, that is amazing.
1: So yeah, uh, in the last fifteen years since we launched Kamara, we have brought over one hundred and fifty thousand computers into Africa. Yeah. Uh, we have reached over three point five million students. Uh, yeah. with, that we 've given and we 've trained over fifty five thousand teachers um, and that 's all numbers that we want to continue and t- yeah, and
2: ten, yeah. Uh, ten and a half thousand schools as well we 've reached yeah. yeah amazing work um,
0: Danny Anita, uh, thank you so much for your time um, listeners, go and look them up um, if you need to get in touch with them go to the show page get in touch with us we 'll put you in touch and um, and hopefully we'll keep an eye on the good work you're, you're doing and, uh, yeah, maybe talk to you again in the future.
1: Yeah,
0: thank Brilliant. you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, Take so care. That. So I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Danny and Anita for speaking to us about the amazing work they're doing at Kamara Education. If you are interested, if you have any equipment you'd like to consider donating, then you can find links to Kamara and all the good work they're doing at the Green Elephant Show page, greenelephant.show, or you can find us on social, at GreenelliPod. But until next time, thanks for listening, and we hope you have a sustainable week.